up, Cosmetic family? Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Powered by the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energized. Hey, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Rodrigo Ross. And I'm Keith Edson. So today, today, I'm super excited. I love these things. Uh We have another installment of the YUSA Innovation Series. Mm. And um, if you all have not listened to the other episodes that have been installments of this Innovation Series, you are missing out. I highly encourage you to go back and listen, and you will not be disappointed today. Not at all. Either. Today, we have what we call Secret Sauce. The YMCA Innovation Series? Yes. Yes. And the title of it is Secret Sauce. We don't normally name the title because... Oh, well, I'm doing something different today, and we're naming it. It's... Titles YMCA Innovation Series. Secret Sauce. (laughs) Because... Because... We have... Three outstanding innovate, uh, innovators here. And I call it Secret Sauce because this whole idea of workforce development, right? Like that is the thing that really can make the difference for an organization. How you develop your staff, how they interact with communities, how they position you in a community. And the way you do that could be your secret sauce. Like that's your brand, that's your trademark. So we have none other than Heather Naviaski, Lyle Batalona, and Tosin Akande, three superstars to join us. Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Thank you. I love the energy. Me too. On a Friday. On a Friday. Hey, it's about going into the weekend real strong, baby. After real strong. Ate French fries and other people did not, but because the other there. people <laughs> ate catfish, so we're gonna leave that right. Leave it right there. Let's talk about a little workforce development, please. Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. So I'll start with you, Heather. Um, talk to us about this whole idea um, around workforce development and innovation. Sure. So um, I have the awesome opportunity of being a Baltimorean, a proud Baltimorean, um, which is where our work is based in Central Maryland here. And so for us, we connect workforce all along along our teamwork. So we have leadership and advocacy and college and career, career readiness and workforce development. And really, it's about the next iteration of the work. Um, Fundamental to our work is community schools and really making schools just like the Y, the hub of their community. Yeah. Think why without walls? And so um, a lot of our workforce development work in partnership with TOSIN and others um, is really focused on our high school students and what's next and how to embed ourselves in those CTE programs. So it's not just workforce development, but it's SEL, it's community, mm. it's all the things that the Y kind of really stands for. I love it. There's that whole idea around grow your own, right? Many times people try to enter the workforce development space only with adults, right? Right when they're getting ready to hire for a position or perhaps maybe establishing a department. But I love this um, approach that you all have, Heather, is like, no, let's embed it in our out of school time and our after school and community school work and, and start to grow our own. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, if the Y can do that, man, because we touch too many lives of, of people. Right, and we have like, access to these young people. Right, and that's yeah. how we change the community. Yeah. I mean, you talking about uh, growing, your, growing your own. If they're coming back, one, we're growing them up, whether it be in the Y, whether that be in their direct community, like it just really makes that community impact that much more powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, Lyle, first of all, a, a little upset with you just by the mere fact that you're in San Diego. Like, 
What's the weather like right now in San Diego? I think we're probably going to upset me more, but let's see. What is it like? Yeah, it's about 75. Mm. Um, a little bit gloomy, okay, but enough, I mean, that sun's going to pop out in a minute. That's enough, Lyle. You ain't got to rub it. You ain't got to As it's sitting yeah. here, Tosin probably can attest to this, as it's sitting here at 97 degrees <laughs> in October. Right. In Texas. Right. Okay. That well, part. It, it's fine. Well, Lyle, <laughs> welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the workforce development space that's innovative. Thank you for having me, by the way. Yeah, so um, Lyle Barcelona, I work at the YMCA of San Diego, as you, as, as you previously mentioned. Um, I'm not sure how different YMCAs are structured, but here in San Diego, we have our own branch of social services oh, uh, wow. at, at our YMCA. And so we, you know, um, we offer a lot of services to the community that are focused on workforce development, uh, mental health, housing, all that, um, all that great stuff. Um, specifically with workforce development, we have been able to really incorporate it into all the services that we provide. We have many different programs ac across our um, across our department um, called youth and uh, youth and family services. And so um, I, I would say over the last, yeah, 10 years, we've really grown our workforce development opportunities. Uh, we've done it internally so that we can offer way we can offer our participants um, those services within the YMCA. Um, so we, we've been like, you know, technically I oversee our WIOA contracts. Um, so that's the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Um, and so we have specific grants designed to serve uh, individuals in the community. Um, job seekers, access, employment, education, training, um, and to kind of succeed in the labor market because, you know, things are a little difficult right now. So the type, these types of programs are really important. Um, so the YMCA here in San Diego has done a really good job of um, locating these types of opportunities to um, bring within our association and offer it um, to the participants we serve. Wow. So you all were intentional about going after this funding um, specifically for this social services branch, which is your why without walls, um, just to work on workforce development. How long have you you guys been in that space? Yeah, um, I know as far as we go back, uh, maybe like ten years. Uh, the wow. first time I knew about it was a, a again an, an, another work. Uh, I think it was Workforce Innovation Act at that time, but it, mm -hmm. it was a, it was a program designed to help. Uh, young people get into the uh, the teaching field. Um, oh. So we had partnerships with the community colleges to learn child development, um, get their certificate certification in child development, and start them off at after school programs. Right, the YMCA is very big in the community with those things. So we had like a whole career pathway towards um, teaching, um, and that was an early iteration. Um, and, and so things have evolved. At this at this point, um, the YMCA is, is really focused on specific um, populations and communities here in San Diego. Um, so that's how our, our programs are designed at this time. Wow. So, so you guys were back stuff. on the foundation. I mean, so when we talk about the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, that was signed back in 2014. So San Diego Y has been on this since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and that's that's big time work there because um, a lot of Ys are just getting into the game on that. So you mm -hmm. guys are, you know, already laid that foundation. Tosin, what how do you, how do you play a role in all of this? 
Yeah, so I get to play a role by just learning from people at this point. So like you said, Keith, there are heavy hitters in this conversation when it comes to workforce development. And both Lyle and Heather are part of really amazing teams at their local WISE mm. that do this work in the community. Um, and so I have the opportunity to sit on two grants at YUSA that are focused in workforce development. Um and really just learn from them and see what elements of this are scalable and sustainable for other people in the movement. Um, and then more than that, with the director of strategy and practice around housing and community workforce development, their role in this at YUSA is creating a whole practice that I think really is centered on economic development. Um, and so I, I honestly get to be in a position where I learn from people who know what they're doing because mm. I'm smart enough to never enter a space and be like, I'm ignorant, but I'm out to flex on you and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love that about you. <laughs> I love it. I love Flexible. it. And you, know, you know what else I love? Um, so much of the conversation, at least that I've been privy to, particularly after the pandemic, um, when so many wives had to pivot and reinvent themselves and re-engage with communities in much different ways. This whole idea around workforce development and community engagement and all that stuff really has been at the top of the conversation list of things that YMCAs need to keep doing that we, you know, got reacclimated to during the pandemic. But this is really putting your money where your mouth is, right? Like this is really formalizing and strategizing and not just trying to capitalize on some of the funds that were temporarily made available because of the pandemic, but really thinking through ways to anchor this so that we don't go back to some of the other things that we were doing that we found out during the pandemic as a movement probably wasn't as fruitful as we thought they was going to be membership. I ain't say, I'm just, you know, but, um, (laughs) so it's recorded. Oh, so then I guess I did say it. it. In that, in that way, I'm so super excited to see us making this pivot as an organization. So Heather, can you talk to us? Because this is not your first um, rodeo either. Like before you came to the Y doing this, you were with another organization doing this work. How are things different now? And how does that difference really excite you? Like, yeah, about time we should have been doing this stuff. Yeah. So interesting. So before this, I've always been in the community school space. It's mm-hmm. I, I love it. I just think it's a really wonderful strategy to kind of leverage and scale resources in very similar and complementary ways than the Y does. Um, I think what we figured out in the pandemic is that that works. Like you don't need to be everything to all people. You actually Mm -hmm. just need to listen to people and understand Mm. that like people know what they need and they need to learn how to like navigate these complex systems that are set up for people to fail. Right. And so our role, and I think one of the cool things that we can do here, right, is like expose people to those systems and figure out how to work within them and break them down. Um, And so when you think about workforce development, one of the things that I think has changed, right, is like, how do we actually remove barriers? So like we pay every single student, period. If they're involved in this program, if they have a choice to be somewhere else or here, right, they get paid for their time and their energy because it's work. It is Um, work. And I you think that they should pay me for being on this podcast. They should. I they think should. they should. I feel seen your, right now. Your, your payment is being on the podcast. Oh, oh. you have the great. You, 
<laughs> because you get the opportunity to amplify the voice of the wife. Well, that, I get to talk with folks like these three, but. And um, yeah, listen, I'm, nothing for free in 2023. Nothing for free in 2023. That's a t shirt yeah. there, Tosin. Thank you. Okay. He's coming up with them. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So you, uh, so you, all right. So Heather, you don't, you don't open up uh, Pandora's box a little bit. Sorry, yeah. I know I didn't totally answer the question, but I just got oh, excited I'm about Haiti. No, you're good. I was excited. I, I, I'm sorry that Rodrigo interrupt you, but go ahead and finish because no. I got one. I'm gonna come back at. You. Well, let me. I'll come. So you said you pay everybody that's involved. Uh, so everybody's listening. Perked the ears perked up a little bit when you said that. So how do you get the money to be able to do that? So um, it's a lot of braiding, blending, whatever. And I think you guys started alluding to it, right? It's like putting your money where your mouth is a little mm -hmm. bit. Like mm -hmm. it has to be built into your strategic plan. It has to show up in what matters to your why. It has to show up in your budgets. And now every budget, when there's a grant-based program, we pay any student over 14. If you can have a work permit, you can be paid for your contribution and your time nice. and energy. Nice. nice. So state funding, local funding, Y funding, Department of Labor funding, anything we can kind of braid to make it a more robust program and experience. I love it. Lala, you all uh, doing anything similar to that as well? Uh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, being very intentional. Um, a lot of our programming um, used to kind of be siloed and separate from our um, gyms and other facilities, but now we're, mm -hmm. we're uh, intentionally incorporating them and placing a lot of these services at the locations, at the gyms and the communities. Um, so I think that's been uh, something that we've done recently in the last few years. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. Let me know. I was just, I was just going to say, yeah, no. Um, so, you know, looking for any type of funding that we can find. And I, I you know, I'm going back to what you said about the pandemic, um, you know, when everything happened, our, our branch of the Y was the one that was standing strong just from the mm -hmm. different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know things that we had, so it was a it was a very telling moment. Mm -hmm. To allow yeah. you, like, yeah. well, this is what we do. I, I mean, I, I, I understand there's a pandemic. I get that. Point, but gone. but well, we got work to do. Right. Yeah. This is the work we do. But what, yeah. Tosin? What are you hearing? I mean, you sitting back listening, you're hearing these conversations. Yeah. Like, what are those innovative things that you're seeing coming out that people need to practice more? Yeah, I think what I'm seeing from YMCA's that have been doing this work for, for a long time is that they haven't put themselves at the center of this process. They really are aware of the systems going on and they are partnering with schools, higher education places, businesses, other social services agencies, governmental services to ensure that things happen. So this is really what I'm seeing is the why becoming part of the community and not the center of the community. Mm -hmm. And also recognizing it doesn't need to happen at your why. Um, if we think about where whys are located in communities, it's sometimes a practice where in communities where we have the highest need, those are the first ones to get shut down when there's not funding to yeah. go around. So it's saying like, it's not, we are meeting people where they are, whether that is at their schools, at uh, community, other community centers, wherever, at another organization, we have a piece of the puzzle. And sometimes workforce development and the ways why supports it is like, you're a placement for a job. Mm, wow. I love that. I love that this whole idea, you know, when we talk about strengthening the foundation of communities mm -hmm. and community building, um, decentering us um, and centering what it is that we're trying to accomplish. 
and how we're trying to support the communities. I say that louder for the people in the back. Yeah, That's I mean, it's, it's that fine balance of finding that right person yeah. in that position, I think, hmm. um, to be able to think in that perspective. Because a lot of times I think we can get caught up in what the history of the why has been. And by, by, by all means, the why was there. It was a why Absolutely. that people came to Absolutely. for a lot of different things. But as society has changed, it's shifted to more, how do we collaborate with one another mm-hmm. to make, make things happen? Mm-hmm. So um, our brand is powerful enough that it puts us there in, in any any conversation that we want. But it doesn't mean that we have to solo be, be there to do all things for, for all people. Yeah. And you guys are experiencing that in this space right here, how you are collaborating with others to, to just make it uh, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So Lyle, tell me, if if we ever get to the point um, as an organization where we're doing this right, what would it look like? Like, what could we expect to see? And since you all have been doing it the longest, I would suspect y'all are closer <laughs> to right than the rest of us, right? So what would it look like? No, that's a great question. Um, and and um, I think you guys said things beautifully in terms of like um, being within the community, right? And and um, I think we've done a really good job of, um, like you said, collaborating with with different institutions, with, with community, like grassroots organizations. So mm-hmm. uh, one of our programs, you know, we're, we're um, located in like, um, you know, historically black uh, neighborhood, um, it, you know, that that's the specific program is it's called Hire, uh, helping individuals retain employment. And it's uh, specifically to serve black opportunity youth. And so mm-hmm. we've kind of been lucky enough to have that grant, have that opportunity to serve um, that population. But we've done actually a good job of, like you said, stepping back, just being a part of the community and have, making it happen organically, right? So we're not getting out in front. We're, we're making partnerships and we're just like, you know, being just a natural part of, of the ongoing work that's happening. I love it. You use the word opportunity youth. I I don't want to assume that everybody who's listening to this understands uh, or knows what know what that is. Can you explain what opportunity youth is? Uh, Yeah, it's it's just another way of looking at, um, um, you know, uh, uh, folks with barriers. Right. So instead of looking at saying barriers or saying, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, disadvantage. Right. We we, we're flipping that that phrase and and saying that these are folks who who, um, just need the opportunities to succeed, right? Um, that yeah. have not offered to them t- to this point. So that's where our programs, our services come in is to create that opportunity for like, these folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Optimistic language, right. I love it. And in large part, is that targeting, you guys target that 16 to 24 year old group? That's correct, yep. Yeah. Mm, that's yeah. a pivotal group who face so many um, challenges and barriers across all different kinds of strata, just Mm -hmm. their mere existence Mm -hmm. many times. Um, So, and those are the ones that are going to be stepping into these next leadership roles. They're going to inherit, right? Right. All of the the stuff that we do. Um, And I think sometimes we forget as adults that like help them learn and give them those opportunities so that they can don't just assume, okay, I said it one time, you should have it. Bam, here it is right, in right, your lap. Right. Yeah. And, and Heather, you guys on uh, serving opportunity youth also? Yep. 14 to, we finally expanded to 24. Took a good okay. couple of years okay. in this work to kind of expand it. But I think yeah. we also like, you know, like I think the next iteration is like expanding that, like what does it look like for our associates and what do, continuous supports look like and and exposure opportunities. I think it, we're like just at that point where we're like, we get it and now we got to go further. 
Yeah. And tell us what from a YUSA standpoint, what are the resources that are out there for people who want to get deeper into this work? Yeah. So I would say the resources are being developed, but our biggest resource is a human named Victor Rivera, who is leading. Victor. Yeah. I love him. He is very well loved across the network of YM series, but he is leading this work and really taking both a systems approach, but also really considering um, having multiple generations in the workforce. So Mm. for someone like me growing up, I was part of the no child left behind generation. And guess what? Kids got left behind. So as we look to um, just multiple generations in the workplace, we know that there's shifts and changes that are happening. We know that people who are called boomers are exiting the workforce and moving towards retirement. Gen X is taking their place. You have millennials, but then you also have Gen Z here. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what y'all have been doing for decades ain't going to work for me. It's not going to work. You're not doing it. <laughs> my, my parents look tired. These millennials look tired. We I have got... No. And so I think it's, we're still at YUSA in a learning phase because again, I've said this before. I don't know if it's people's favorite phrase. I'm like, YUSA does a lot of things, but what we don't do is run a local YMCA. So we really are taking a slow and dig deep before we go wide approach and really understanding what have Y's been doing for several years that I've done this work. What is going on outside of the Y for workforce development? Um, and how can we actually be a beneficial resource for YMCAs when we create and develop tools? Because we don't want to create things and then put them on link and then people don't go on link and don't use them. Right, right. Yeah, like strategic plans that people put all this time and effort into and then it goes on the shelf. Yeah, and sh- SharePoint has replaced the, the bookshelf. Yeah, but people <laughs> still don't go on SharePoint. So there's that. Or link. So Heather and Lyle both, um, for those folks who have really gotten fired up from hearing this and they really want to kind of get into this space and they want to do more and help usher their um, YMCAs um, into this space, what advice would you have for them? I'll start with Heather. Um, sure. I think Tosin alluded to it really well, but I would say center youth voice. Mm. Like it, it isn't about us. People know they're whole people and they know exactly what they want and need. And if you're willing to listen, um, you will build a better program and opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lyle, what, what advice would you give? Uh, wow. Great answer. Um, I would say just, I mean, if you have the passion and if you want to help other people, uh, this is a great a great type of work to get into, right? Like mm-hmm. um, we make really great impact on, on helping folks start their journey a lot of times, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, we might not always see them through to getting a degree or, you know, hitting their peak in their career. But I mean, if we can make the difference and lay the foundation with the work that we we can offer them, you know, it's going to lay the, like I said, lay the foundation for something that big, something big to happen, uh, hopefully down the line for a lot of uh, yeah. a lot people yeah right. sometimes we don't have to be the conclusion of the story we were just a part of it we in the book right i'm, I'm right. good with that right well, i'm in the book well you guys are definitely laid a foundation yes. to build on a uh, great conversation Thank to, y'all for in terms the work of y'all how do we serve yeah. how do we serve uh opportunity youth and how do we impact our community tosin yeah i actually do have a resource so one of the projects i'm on the department of labor project for um creating workforce pathways for youth, we're actually going to be opening up a grant 
in early January. So if you are a YMCA listening and you're like, oh my gosh, we've been doing workforce development for a couple of years. Um, the four YMCAs that started that project are now our uh, co-creators in developing scaling processes. And we're looking, we'll be looking for 10 YMCAs in January of 2024 um, to apply to that project and help us really build out a framework on how to do this that is broad enough that it applies to um, many whys, but not so specific that you feel like you can't do it if you're a smaller why with fewer resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that is a resource besides Victor. And you can call me too. I mean, like I'm around. I yes, answer emails quickly. And a great so, person. Y'all will be blessed if y'all call Tosin for whatever. I, it's it's going to be excellent. It's I love a humorous good. email as well. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Kevin Navioski, Lyle Badalona, and Tosin Akande. You all are absolutely changing the trajectory of this wise legacy in communities by doing this work. I am super, super grateful for the, the stuff that you all are doing. Hey, look, before we sign off, though, we must give props to our producer, Ms. Lachey Leonard. Hey, Michelle. Thank you very much, girl. Thank, thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Cosmetic Podcast. On this episode called Why USA Innovation Series, i.e., uh, AKA Secret Sauce. Love that name. I love it. We're talking about innovation around workforce development. <laughs> hey, and if you guys don't already, subscribe and listen to us weekly. And look, and don't be shy. Please, please, please give us a five star review. And as always, be dynamic, be phenomenal, and be cosmetic. cosmetic.